Hey y'all, it's time to take a brew break. I'm Keela from Keela D Subcreation, sharing my favorite stories 11 points at a time. You can look forward to English major insights, fangirl freakouts, and biblical tidbits as I dive deep into fiction and nonfiction stories in any form. Now grab a brew and join me for 11Zs. I'm scrambling for an episode this week. Literally, I'm recording and editing the day before release, but that's okay because I'm always reading or watching or playing something that I can talk about. I'm currently in the middle of a new girl rewatch, so buckle up. But first of all, I would like to share with you my 11Z's beverage. Today, I have a Blackberry Sprite from Sonic, and y'all, it tastes like candy. It is so freaking good. I like to get cranberry sprites. I've gotten those in the past, but I saw blackberry was an option and wanted to try it. And it's like a Jolly Rancher in liquid form. It's so freaking good. So definitely check that out if you haven't yet. Okay, so today's episode is 11 story notes from New Girl. And by that, I mean actual notes about story writing from the best-selling author of the Pepperwood Chronicles, Nick Miller. Number one, call yourself a writer. This is often the hardest part. Often we think we can't be considered writers until we are published or until we get so many followers or until we make a certain amount of money as an author, but that's just not true. If you write, you're a writer, even if no one reads your work, even if you haven't officially started that next big project, much like Nick in the early days of New Girl. He keeps calling himself a writer and talking about his zombie novel long before we actually hear of him writing any of it. So quit with the aspiring writer and the starving artist in your Twitter bio. Call yourself what you are, and then maybe you'll start to believe it. Number two, do your research. When Nick first talks about his zombie novel, Jess's dad said it sounds a lot like Twilight because a supernatural being falls in love with a human. Nick proceeds to ask more questions to try to differentiate his story from Twilight, like, is there a love triangle? Is there a wolf? Does it take place in Seattle? He comes to find out that, yes, Twilight has all of those things. There is nothing new under the sun, and artists definitely are inspired by those who came before them, but it's also important to do your research so you understand the market and so you don't accidentally come too close to a book that already exists. Later in the series, Nick says that writers don't read, they write, and that's just baloney. You need to read to become a better writer. Read books like the ones you want to write and take notes about why you love them. Number three, live like Hemingway. Okay, Nick took this a little too seriously. When Winston gave him a hard time about never writing his novel, Nick said he needed to get out there and live life to get inspired. He went out and got drunk at the zoo, total Hemingway move. But in all seriousness, I do try to live by a Hemingway quote that says, in order to write about life, first you must live it. I want to have a good story to tell, and so I need to live a good story. I need to go out and travel to different places and try new foods and talk with lots of interesting people. I need to live a life of adventure and love and then write about it. Not saying that the only good stories come from people who jump out of planes or anything, But sometimes we writers can get stuck in front of our computers for so long, it is hard to have the motivation to write anything. So get up out of your chair and take a walk in the park. Experience nature and the world and the people in it and let it inspire you to get back to your writing. Number four, celebrate your accomplishments no matter how small. 
Nick's first draft of Z is for zombie is not that great. Winston gives him a hard time about abandoned characters and misspellings of the word rhythm, but the important thing is Nick did it. He sat down and cranked out an entire novel. He put in the time and the effort and he accomplished something, so celebrate that. Even if your first draft is trash. I've heard it said that the first draft is you telling yourself the story. It's just you getting the words down on paper, which is often the hardest part. Then second drafts and beyond are for refining and editing and thinking about your audience. Number five, share your work with trusted peers. Tolkien had C.S. Lewis. Mary and Percy Shelley had Lord Byron. As you know, I have a virtual writers group, and Nick Miller had his roommates, and they were the first he shared his work with. Sure, they gave him a hard time for his first novel, but by the time Nick wrote the first Pepperwood Chronicles book, they were entranced. They couldn't get enough of his book. They read it as soon as they got it, encouraged Nick in his work, and even though he asked for feedback, Schmidt had no notes which obviously this is a sitcom because a no notes first draft is absolutely unheard of. And you want peers who will be honest with you and will help you grow in your craft. But Nick's roommates do do that. They encourage him to keep writing and tell him what he's doing well and even help him in the initial marketing of his book. He also later has a group of middle school girls who help him make decisions for the future of the series. They are his target demographic, he finds out, so he takes their advice. Number six, take classes. Not everyone who wants to be a writer has to major in creative writing in college. Oftentimes, people don't realize they are writers until much later in life, and that's okay. You can learn a lot about writing simply from reading or maybe even natural talent. But don't be afraid to seek direct and indirect mentors like Jordan Rayner talked about last week. Look up articles and videos online from writing professors or find a creative writing class at a community college or something. Jess becomes a creative writing teacher for adults, and Nick decides to sit in on her class because she has a creepy student. And even though Nick didn't go there to learn, this experience is what led him to writing his first successful book. Nick went to the class undercover as Julius Pepperwood, and as we know, that becomes the main character of the Pepperwood Chronicles. So even though Nick didn't take the class to learn how to be a better writer, he became one in a roundabout way. You never know what teacher or classmate or assignment could inspire you to write your next book. Number seven, write what you know. The characters in Nick's Pepperwood Chronicles are definitely based on his roommates. He's Julius Pepperwood and Jessica Knight. Well, that one's obvious. And then there's the antagonist, Schmith. (laughs) He's not very subtle, is he? But the point is, he was inspired by his real life, and I think those stories are the most effective. Of course, if you write fiction, you are free to embellish and invent fantasy worlds and creatures, but I bet the core of the story came from real-life experiences. Tolkien wrote about World War I under the lens of Middle Earth. Nick wrote about his friends in the setting of a New Orleans detective story. I write about my experiences with changed names and slightly altered circumstances. We write about true feelings like love and jealousy and grief through the eyes of made-up characters and scenarios. Tim O'Brien calls this faction, where you're writing fact as fiction so it conveys the truth in a more readable way. Number eight. Learn the rules and then break them. I'm a grammar nerd and I personally believe that you must learn all the rules of how to tell a story with the plot pyramid and the right spellings and punctuations. But then once you develop your own style and flair, you should feel free to experiment a bit. For instance, Cormac McCarthy often leaves characters unnamed. He hardly ever uses quotation marks for dialogue. And yet somehow you know his characters and you know who's speaking to who. William Shakespeare and John R. Erickson make up new words, and yet we learn to understand what they mean. 
and Nick Miller. His books include songs and word searches. Break the mold. Be different. Write the book that you want to read. Number nine, start small. Even though Nick had written an amazing book, it is hard to land a traditional book deal. In fact, I doubt Nick had any social media following or anything due to the fact that he's an old man who hates technology and had a flip phone or no phone for a while. It is especially hard to get any literary agent or publisher interested if you don't have a social media following. Nick is literally a nobody, but that doesn't stop him from trying. He and Jess and Reagan print and glue his books together by hand. They show up to a bookstore for a small reading he got hooked up with, and even though he's nervous and kind of high from the glue fumes, Nick sells a book. And by that, I mean essentially gives a book away to a child for free. (laughs) Because to him, the money isn't important. He just wants his words to be read, which is so cute and wholesome, and why can't I just be like that? Also, Jess puts a couple copies in her school library, and some of her students pick it up and become obsessed. This takes Nick down a path that eventually leads to a traditional publisher, a best-selling series, and a global book tour. Number 10, don't just write for your audience. As I mentioned earlier, you should write the books that you want to read. You should write what you know. You should write what gives you life and purpose and passion for your craft. Don't just write to please your audience. Then you get fan servicey nonsense that doesn't even make sense. You might get burnt out because you no longer love the work you're doing. After several Pepperwood Chronicles books, Nick is ready to move on to something else, but his publisher insists he keeps going down this path. Nick offers up a counter-suggestion, and it's immediately thrown out. So Nick walks away. He decides he would rather grow as a writer than keep his publisher. Even though the series ends on a bit of a negative note when it comes to Nick's career, I have no doubt he went on to write his next book anyway and found his own path. And finally, number 11, Embrace the Block. Many mentions of Nick writing throughout New Girl are actually moments where he's not writing. We very rarely see him hard at work typing away the next best-selling book. We often see him panic ordering Chinese food, getting frustrated at his computer, and just talking about being a writer. Exact quotes from writer Nick, I'm screwed, I only have six pages, what time is it? This is good, I got nothing. 20 pages and they're all good. Some of them are good. Five pages are good. I really like the title. (laughs) But you know what? He never gives up. He never lets the writer's block defeat him. He lets himself have bad writing days and days where he doesn't write at all. But he always gets back up and writes again. When people don't believe he's a real writer. When they openly make fun of his first book. When only one person is interested in his book at the reading. And when his publisher quit on him, he keeps going. Because no matter what your passion in life is, it's going to be hard. Those people who say if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life are full of it. Even if you love your work, it's still work. And there are still days when you don't want to do it or when you fail. But the important thing is to not let it keep you down. Crumple up your paper, go for a walk, clear your head, and try again later. Thanks for joining me for 11Zs. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review, subscribe, Tune in each Thursday and tell your friends. You can connect with me on Instagram and Twitter at KDSubCreations and check out my blog and other free content at the link in the description. Now go where you must go and hope.